You guys know the vibes. Welcome back to Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. We are talking to you on a Wednesday evening, and we stayed up late just so we could watch Victor Webinyama make his debut, and just so we could watch Tony Brothers call a lot of fouls on him and they not allowing him to play the amount of minutes that I personally would have liked. We'll talk about that in a moment. We'll talk about the Lakers and Nuggets opening their seasons against each other and LeBron's minutes limit. We'll talk about James Harden too, Danny. But of course, let's start with something a little bit fun, something that's gone viral recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know you're a married man, married man now with a kid. Shout out to Wynn. Uh, so you have you don't have it going on a first date in a minute, but your boy on the other side of the microphone is single, and there's a debate Ooh. going on about first dates. I know you've seen it, and if I you have. guys haven't, and if you guys haven't seen it or heard about it, I'll I'll try and update you now. Essentially, uh, a woman uh, has gone viral. Uh, she went on a first date, and the guy was attempting to take her to Cheesecake Factory. He picked her up, and she wouldn't get out the car. Uh, instead, she decided to pull out a camera. And videotaped the whole moment and essentially put a lot of uh, try to embarrass this man for taking her to Cheesecake Factory. Now, there's some who are even saying he had a reservation for a nicer restaurant, but she was an hour late getting dressed. So he scrambled and came up with Cheesecake Factory uh, as a substitution and she wouldn't get out the car. Danny, you as a man who's gone on a lot of first dates recently, I have. I have a lot of thoughts about this, but I'll let you go first. Since you're out the game, my friend. I'm, I'm sure you do. All of us men have lots of thoughts. I said I'm not a single man. But, you know, in today's society, there's a lot of men, women, banter, who does what, who doesn't do what, who's right or wrong. And this is, of course, stirring the pot uh, of getting the men going. Um, this oh, I'm, list, stir- I'm, stir- I'm, fire- I'm fired up, Daddy. I'm I, fired I up about this one. I said, I'm, we're old school. We're older. This list was obviously made up by a group of women under 25 because a lot of the list on the restaurants on that list are some good old school restaurants a lot of us grew up on those restaurants we ate at a buffalo wild wings like and to us lucky for me you know my wife she's not entitled or uppity it doesn't really matter the place it's the person you know so Mm. it's just crazy to see where we've come in today's society just a sense of entitlement uh i said and how they're disrespecting some good restaurants cheesecake factory is a great restaurant and more importantly it's not a it's about the company you keep the company you're going on if you really like the person it doesn't matter where you're going it shouldn't be a standard of where the date starts um or where it ends you go you can meet anywhere you can talk to somebody anywhere um and it could you know any great relationship can stem from something small and you know obviously it can stem from some great places too but first date i don't know what you're thinking is going to happen you're not you got to earn some extravagant stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like women, they hold the key to certain things. Like, all right, in order for us to get their attention or earn some type of things from them, there's a process. Same with men. We're not going to just go all out and give you the best date ever. Um, some guys may do that. And those may be See, the guys that, 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 Those everybody. are the ones. Those are the ones who are messing up the game. Those are the ones who are messing up the game. Because I can't blame them. Maybe so, but I don't blame. It's not them. (laughs) No, there's no. They need blame too. Even with that, there should be never be a sense of entitlement that every day, mind you, y'all are not. I said I'm not judging people, but you are not. Most of y'all are not like that to get that type of treatment. You're not bad enough to get the you know the first all out show 
to, you know what I'm saying, of, of us trying to impress you. Yeah, we should try to impress you, but mind you, guys live in different budgets, different lives. Um, we give what we feel that you deserve. And if, and a lot of times, there's not disrespect to you. Cheesecake yeah. Factory, no disrespect. These are no restaurants to sleep on. So I, I can't imagine. I, I tell this every day to the young guys in my locker room. I feel for you guys in today's society <laughs> trying to date people um, because this is a different world. And I feel for you, Harrison, at the mm. age of 36. So your age trying to deal with these youngins out here going on these first dates of entitlement. They want to you know, see fireworks and long walk on the beach and take you on vacation on the first. It's crazy the things that they're expecting. So I'm glad that I'm not in it anymore, but don't get yourself too worked up about it. Don't get yourself too worked about it. Just find your realm. You, you can't control everybody's minds and emotions. You can only control yours. You control what you can control. You adjust the sales and you work with who you need to work with. Oh, I've I found my realm. I found my realm. The one thing was crazy on this list too, Danny. Some of them made sense. Like family, family functions was on this list. Some are inappropriate, but it doesn't mean you can't. Somebody really likes you. They might want to bring you there, but it may be too it's soon. Not a first so date. Not on. a first date. Yeah, not a first date. No, no, no. no Listen, no. I know I, some people I, bring some people to some intimate settings on a first date. Some people may like that. They may think, oh, this person really likes me. I think it's too soon, but to each his own. Some people get married in three months. You know what I'm saying? Like, we've seen that happen. So yeah. it's not for me to judge. Some people hated on the, the the even the idea of a coffee date being a first date. I'm like, ah, right, yo, we're doing this is this is going too far. Social now, media. Now I understand what they're saying. Like it shouldn't be considered a date, but any meetup is a date, and you exactly. should be able to meet up anywhere. It doesn't matter. Now I think certain meeting the families too soon early on. I think for first date is a, is a bit much. Anything else where it's you one on one, where it's a private space and you can talk quietly and get to know each other and actually have an interview because that's what the first date is peacefully it doesn't matter what type of food they're serving yeah i know i i I totally agree hey listen danny my method and uh any guys listening to this pod who happen to be single here's my method first date is happy hour because if i can't be happy with you during happy hour how the hell am i gonna be happy doing a 200 dinner or more later in the night when i'm passing up on watching nba basketball Happy hour from like five to seven. It's a good slot. You could meet somebody be like, yo, I got to go. Or you could meet somebody to say, hey, this has been so much fun. I'm willing to pass on whatever I want to do later in the evening. And we can go and have real dinner. We can go do something uh, else. But happy hour is how you get it started. Because again, if you can't be happy spending discounted dollars on drinks and food, then how the hell are you going to be happy with a $300 dinner? That's my that's my advice. Hundred percent. And shout out to Amjad. First date should be a low commitment, mind you. This reminds me of you when you. I didn't even think about. I do think about it, but not as much when you talk about how much a dinner costs between two people at a really nice restaurant. Exactly. You are committing this to a person that you may not get anything in return from, and that's expecting you to take them on this experience. And they might be just be using you for a good meal. For the yeah, for the Instagram, for the, the Instagram story. Man, no, you ain't catching. You ain't like catching me with you, that. You should be testing them. So the first date should be a test. You should be able to spend time with them, not at a cheap date, but not expensive one, but a medium to cheap date and see how well they handle it. You know what I'm saying? It should be on the man. If he's spending the money and he's taking care of your food, you know, it shouldn't have a dollar amount or expectation or entitlement because we don't know if you're using me or, you know, using that man for the food or not. And he has to find that out with taking you on a dinner date. 
I had a discussion with a coworker today to uh, a woman. She also said the man needs to come to her neck of the woods. Like I live in New York City, Manhattan downtown. She let's say the woman lives in Brooklyn. I also got to go to Brooklyn uh, and I got to pay. Oh, why we can't be halfway? Uh, it's Danny. It's a whole. It's a whole thing. We could have a whole podcast episode about that, but you yep. know, maybe we'll have an extended clip and we'll try to get more of these off the court <laughs> uh, topics for you guys. But let's 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 get to the hoops because uh, big things happened. Man. Yeah, let's big things happened. Uh, particularly with your team yet again because you know you're always on the team filled with some type of drama. Uh, the latest <laughs> reporting from Sham Sharanya and Adrian Wojnarowski uh, are concluding or at least informing us that James Harden did show up today uh, to potentially join uh, your team as a as you guys travel to Milwaukee. And as I could see mm-hmm. from your background, you are in Milwaukee now. I think you could probably confirm with me that James is not with y'all. Uh, I don't know if he's here right now. He was not with us on the plane. But he was with us. It's, you say big news. It's not big news to us. I guess big news to the world outside of us. Uh, but James is usually at practice. Um, he hasn't been the last five or six so practices. We had a couple days off. Uh, but he's usually there working on himself, working on his body, getting his workouts in. So we hadn't seen him in a couple of days. So we saw him today at practice. And it is the day before the game. Um, I heard he had a personal matter. So I think that's why he took a couple of days. I don't know what it was. Could have been something different. Could be something we don't know. I don't pry. I don't ask. That's a way above my pay grade. I show <laughs> up to do my job. I show up to work. If he's there, great. I might get some more open looks. If he's not, I'm going to have to figure it out, play some more defense, you know, do a little more cuts baseline and get some more open looks. Either way, I think we'll be a good team. We'll be a great team with him. Um, but, yes, he was at practice today, and obviously it's a day before the game, so I think Nick was like, you know, it's going to be hard to play. And I think front office as well made the decision of it's going to be hard to throw him in one day of practice after taking some days off, we want to give him a couple more days of practice before we integrate him with the group. So uh, I think he stayed back and worked out. I don't know if he took a later flight or a different flight at a different time to get here to Milwaukee and maybe at the game support us. I don't know, but I know he was not on the plane with us. That's what I do know. Uh, I believe it was Adrian Wojnarowski also uh, said on NBA Countdown on Wednesday night uh, that the Clippers uh, are apparently backing out of any potential trades with the Philadelphia 76ers as it pertains to James Harden. I guess with the season start, it's kind of a tumultuous thing to kind of be going through. Uh, let me ask you this, though, Danny. Um, I-, I would assume that you feel as if you'll be playing with James in the short term at the very least. There is a, a-, a groundswell of people who believe that you and your teammates should be disappointed in James Harden, should be frustrated with James Harden should be mad at him because of the inconsistencies in his availability. Uh, what would you say to those, uh, those people? I was about to ask why, why would we disappoint? I mean, it's still early in the season. I do think that he will be with us. Yes. Of uh, inconsistency disappointed in him. I mean, so we understand the business side of it as well. We understand both sides. And also we, a lot of us have been through worse situations, you know, so, mm. The situation in the past with Ben was a little bit more dramatic. Oh, yeah. Um, so this, him, James has been with us most of the time. So with the exception of the last week or so, he's been at practice. He's been working out. He was there today. Um, and he's usually professional. He's not a distraction. He's not causing uh, any disruption. Um, um, there is a little bit of linger and confusion, but we know where he stands and front office stands. We don't talk to front office. 
We talk to him a little bit, but we don't pry. We don't get in between it. We show up and do our jobs above our pay grade. Um, so his inconsistency or, or, or for the last week or so of not showing up is not going to cause us to be upset with him, you know. And it's only been a couple of days out of the week, and he showed he came today, and I think he's showing that he wants to play. He'll be with us in the short, in the near future. And, yeah, no, I don't think any of us are upset or disappointed in him. Uh, we just want the situation to be resolved sooner than later, and I think it will be. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, I think, he, I, in my opinion, I think he eventually, yeah, he will suit up with you guys, and uh, you guys play ball for a living. And once you start playing ball for real, for real, I think all of the noise and We talked about this outside. today, man. Also, as a competitor, as a hooper, it's hard, regardless of what your situation is, to watch as the league is opening up all those other games going on and not want to be a part of it. Mm. There's no way you watching, you know, Lakers, Denver, you know, Spurs, Dallas tonight and be like, damn, you know, it looks fun out there. You know, I got to I can't <laughs> wait to get back out. There. You know, you can hoop. It's too much. It's too much fun going on out there. I can't miss out on it. I think, you know, part of that is going to is going to mess with him a little bit, too. Like if you take there's no way you sit at home and knowing that you're great at it and love to play this game in front of thousands of people and just sit out. Nah, he's a, so he's a competitor. He's a hooper. And just part of him is going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet, put my pride aside because ultimately I want to hoop. And that's just what's that's part of the battles we're fighting as humans and as professionals and with him. Um, so I said, I can see him said putting that aside. I'm like, you know, what? I just want to hoop man, because there's just too much fun going on out there. Yeah. And, and, and until and, and honestly, too, again, I personally believe that the, 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 the reported trade offer of two first round picks and Terrence Mann, uh, that at least that's reported is what the 76ers would want in a trade for James Harden. I that if I'm if I'm down, if I'm the front office, if I'm down, Maury, I'm not running to the trade table to, to hit accept. I'm sorry. I, I agree. This is still this is still. <laughs> He's James a great player. And it's a not. It's not enough. Um, and there's also reports coming out, crazy reports. The Knicks are trying to write two days before the season starts for Joel. It's like it's a lot of crazy talks. We just ignore it, man. Keep it moving. When things happen, we'll, we'll they'll happen. We'll know about it. But all the talks, we don't believe. All the things we're hearing, we don't believe. But I I know for one for sh- one thing's for sure, Daryl is not taking a small package for James Harden. I know that. Yeah. No. There's, and there's no way that he should. All right, uh, let's get let's wrap up this uh, first segment here before we get to the pick and roll. Quick thoughts on Victor Webanyama, his first debut. The Spurs uh, held a pretty good lead uh, for portions of that game against the Mavericks, but ended up losing in the end. I think Webanyama finished with uh, over 15 points there. He had nine points in that fourth quarter, but it really he really sat a lot of the of this game out thanks to getting in foul trouble. I know some people on Twitter are not happy with Tony Brothers because people stayed up late to watch Wemby and yeah. you really didn't get to see him. Uh, from what you saw, give me one good thing, one bad thing from the Victor Webinyama experience, game number one. Yeah, don't get me started with Tony. I mean, we have a long-lasting relationship. It's <laughs> very much hate-love hate relationship, very up and down. Uh, respect him. Said, I don't want to get a referee. It's part of the game. It's part of growing pains as a young player and maturing and understanding how they're calling the game. Uh, but you saw a lot of great with him, you know, a lot of good. And you can just see how much his energy can turn the crowd, can turn the momentum mm. of a game. Uh, offensively, defensively, how he can affect shots and close out and get to guys, get to shooters from be able to 
blocking shot in the paint and getting out to Tim Hardaway. Um, and then obviously Bill finish around the rim, get a shot up over anybody. Uh, the key is to try not to get a little shot up. But so just, I mean, the bad would just be the immaturity and, and learning, which is natural. It's supposed to happen. That's what's going to happen. That's what you expect. Uh, but a lot of great uh, with the group, people around them as well. They had a couple turnovers down the stretch. Uh, my boy Jetty got got some good time, some good ticks, a good uh, momentum swinger, knockdown threes and a, a fast break layup. But uh, him coming in the game and, and getting the crowd into it really changed a lot of the the, the energy in the building. So it, it's a lot of great. Mind you, he only played a limited amount of minutes. Yeah, looking forward to see what happens with him next time around. Uh, hopefully he stays out of foul trouble so we can see a little bit more. One thing I liked from him, Danny, at his size, to be as comfortable with off the dribble shooting. Off the little three ball? Off the dribble three very ball. Confident. Very confident. I think at that point, you know, he's just going in with nothing to lose. We're down. We're trying to, you know, he's not thinking about it. I'm trying to get my team back into it, and he's just playing loose, you know. He already got all the bad out the way. He got all the fouls and was thinking about it on the bench, and he knows the cameras are watching him. He's like, damn, kind of let my team down. I got to find a way to bring him back. And he just went out and played loose, man. And when that's when you play best basketball. He showed some pretty good basketball in that fourth quarter. Yeah, for sure. Looking forward to seeing how it all trickles out uh, for the San Antonio Spurs. Best believe we'll be keeping track of Victor Webinyama and company uh, this season on Inside the Green Room. We'll also keep track of changes in the All-Star game and also potentially some drama after only one game in Chicago. We discuss that next. Oh, and yeah, and LeBron too. We'll be back with Inside the Green Room right after the break. Welcome back to Inside the Green Room. Danny Green, Harrison Sanford, you know the vibes. Uh, and this part of the show, we did it last week, we'll do it this week, and we'll do it for the entirety of the season. Let's run the pick and roll. And we're going to start with a game that I was at tonight, Danny. The New York Knicks had their season debut against the Boston Celtics, and it was also the debut of Kristaps Porzingis in a Boston Celtics uniform. At one point, Danny, the garden was rocking. It was, oh, it was. quite the environment. I'm the, sure. The, the, the crowd was chanting, uh, it's always going to be rocking all year and last year. You guys have a pretty good team. Your beloved Knickerbockers are, are decent, man, the last couple of years. Yeah. Pretty good. Sorry you guys took the L today, though. Yeah, I hope our editors uh, mute this, but there was a large and loud f**k Porzingis chant that came out during the fourth quarter. It was pretty – Wow. Uh, yeah, it was go. It was going down in the arena tonight. I heard him talking about him being overrated. I don't know if I saw the. the no, F, they no the they were they, they, no they were cheering. And then he hit that three ball, and, and then he did his thing for sure. Now thirty points is the most in the Celtics debut uh, in the history of that storied franchise, which leads me to my first question, Danny. If you were debuting for a team outside of your rookie year, if you were debuting mm -hmm. for a new a new team, would you rather make your debut on the road or at home? Oh, good question. I think it depends on what team I'm with. But for me, I think it's less pressure on the road. You know, you're just playing more free. You have a chip on your shoulder. Uh, as a youngin, when you're older, I won't say when you're older, but most of the time when you're the home team, you're expected to win. You have to win. You're thinking about it more. Your family's there. You're trying to – when you're on the road, it's just you, the, the crew, the team, and you're just going out balling, you, you know, trying to prove – especially when you're the underdog. It also depends on who you're facing. Um, I think it's a lot easier going into the matchup that way. So I would prefer to be on the road 
um, if I'm a younger guy on uh, with a new team. Yeah, I could understand that. And I would imagine for, for Christoph Porzingis, it was probably the energy that you needed to make your debut with the for Celtics. For sure, especially against the old New York. team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and listen, the way those Celtics are going to shoot the three this year, uh, they're going to blow out some teams, but they're also going to let some teams in the game. Uh, they came out to a pretty uh, large lead against the New York Knicks, but again, how much they love to shoot the three. It did allow the Knicks to come back. But I think they're going to be dangerous, man. The way Drew Holiday guarded, not just J- Jalen Brunson, but also guarded Julius Randle tonight. Uh, whew. Uh, Celtics definitely got something cooking over there. For sure. In That's Boston. just one guy, though. I'm more impressed with Porzingis getting back to the rim protected Porzingis he was somewhat mm. in New York. I think that's a difference because Drew can do but so much by himself. I would say Derek White's a great defender as well, but you need somebody at the rim. Al Horford is still a great player. Um, not was he used to be at the rim and, and be able to run the floor, still could shoot from the perimeter three, but you need somebody else outside of Al to help protect the rim and rebound. And I think Porzingis did a pretty good job with that tonight. Yeah, for sure. Uh, real quick before we go to our next pick and roll topic, your favorite debut, your fir- favorite personal debut. That's an easy one. I think everybody knows that. Um, the Lakers debut. We were on the road, but we're in L.A. Quote, playing unquote. the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, playing the Clippers. And I think that one was the best one of my career, and it might have been one of the best as a Laker. Um, yeah, that was the best Lakers mistaken. debut by point. That by point scored, it was the best Lakers debut of all time. Yeah, I mean, and that's an easy, easy, easy one yeah. to pick. So, uh, do you remember? Give me, can you give me one memory from that game? Yeah, I remember getting hot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hitting some shots. I remember the first one was cashed, the second one was airball, and then from there, I didn't miss many. You know, uh, got a couple in transition. Um, you know, it took a while to heat up. I think I didn't start getting really hot till like the third quarter. I think I hit like too early, and in that second half is when I started, you know, getting you know a couple more in rhythm. Um, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Rivalry team, Clippers, in LA. Uh, you know, I'm gonna say, you know, welcome home party or you know, welcome to the city type party. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it was fun, man. I will say that was that was supposed to be the beginning of something great between the Lakers and Clippers in terms of a rivalry. We still haven't gotten it yet, but you know that playoff knows, series maybe. would have been fun, man. We didn't get the one yeah. we were looking for. I think we all wanted it. We all wanted that one. A damn shame. Uh, speaking of the Lakers, they opened their season uh, against the Denver Nuggets. Lost that game, uh, and LeBron James. He was one of the few players that had a positive in the plus minus. Uh, he finished with twenty one points, but only played in twenty nine minutes. And Darvin Ham uh, said after the game that this is pretty much where he sees LeBron, at least in the short term, in terms of his in terms of his minutes limit. So I'll ask you, even though you're not a head coach, I'll ask you: Would you rather? Have LeBron play his normal minutes and take off games and like take half rest games or play him in his limited limited minutes and just hope you win those games. That's a that's a loaded question. It's a tough one because I don't think in either one of them he's gonna play all the games. <laughs> yeah, for I think sure. Obviously he's still gonna miss some minutes, games. He's yes. still gonna miss games and take games off. I think it's just smarter to limit his minutes, especially at this age. I think he should have been on minute restriction on restriction or should have been limited um, even before this year. Um, when you get to a certain age, you get so many miles in your body, you're just so more susceptible to injury happening when you're playing that many minutes. Obviously, he's a freak of nature. He takes care of his body very well. Uh, but to play 35-plus minutes a game 
over 30, 38, over 35 is extensive. And, you know, bigger picture, this is game one. You know, you need them for game, especially you don't know where you're going to be at game 70, 65. You may be in a hole like last year. They were in a hole. They luckily got out of that hole, even with him being hurt for part of that 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 time or that duration with the foot injury. And he came, came back sooner than he was supposed to. Uh, but you don't want to be in that predicament again. If you are in that predicament, you're going to need him. You need him fresh. You need healthy to get you to the playoffs. And also, you just want a, a healthy LeBron. You want a healthy LeBron for the whole season and for the playoffs, more importantly. And the only way to keep that, and it's crazy to say it, minute limited to 30 minutes, because that's still a lot of damn minutes. <laughs> Not really a big limit, but you want to keep him fresh. You got to keep him under 35 minutes. You got to keep him under, you know, under 32 is, is good. So, I think 28 minutes is about right, 28 to 30, if you want to keep them fresh and playing for most of the games. And then, I mean, playoffs, obviously it's playoffs. Anything goes, but if you want to keep him healthy and keep his body strong and stable at 39 years old, I think he's turning 40 or is he turning 39? He's turning 39. In December, he's turning 39? He's damn near 40, man. It's a lot. It's not easy to do. So keep him fresh and 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 keep his minutes limited to under 30. Yep, uh, LeBron at this current age, yeah, 38. So we'll be turning 39 uh, this December. So uh, shout out to him. And, yeah, the Lakers got to figure it out. Uh, 21 seasons, 39 is crazy. Yeah, which means there's going to need – players going to need to step up. That's for sure. D'Angelo Russell, Austin Reeves, and obviously Anthony Davis going to score. They have the talent. Half. They sign those guys. They're making the money for a reason. They can, they can, make, they can make things shake. Yeah, for sure. All right, last topic here before we go to break. Uh, Grizzlies opened the season with a loss at home to the New Orleans Pelicans. Now the Grizzlies are in a world of con- – I have a world of concern now for the Memphis Grizzlies, and it's not because Ja Moran, I think they could su- – I thought they could survive the first 25 Steven games Adams. without him. But Steven Adams out for the season. Uh, and, and in this Brandon game – Brandon Clark. And Brandon Clark too. So and so Stephen Adams not there. Brandon Clark not there. A lot of pressure on Jaron Jackson Jr. in that front court. And obviously, you and I have talked about uh, Jaron Jackson having issues staying out of foul trouble in this game tonight. Zion Williamson had a number of rack attacks, finishing with twenty three points. Uh, my question to you, Danny: Who has the better quote unquote comeback season? Zion Williamson, who obviously dealt with a whole number of issues on and off the court, or Ja Morant? I'm going to go with Zion. I think the expectations are lower for him than they are Ja right now. If he stays healthy, you know, he can only go up. You know, people always expect him to be hurt. They expect the New Orleans not to make the playoffs. With him on the floor, he's a difference maker, and he can bring that team to the playoffs. Mind you, said I'm very concerned for Memphis um, with the loss of Steven Adams because they already had Brandon Clark out and now and Jaws going to be out for the next 20 or so games. You're missing $50 million in the lineup. Mm. That's a lot of money if you miss in the lineup. So Steven Adams making over 10, Brandon Clark making over 10, Jaws making close to 30, 30 if not over. That's $50 million you're missing the lineup. It's hard to win games like that with guys missing, two guys missing the whole season, another guy missing 25 games of the season. So you're going to, you know, you might see yourself in a hole, but it's a big year for those young guys to step up. I'm really looking forward to seeing David Roddy, Zaire Williams, Jake LaRavia, you know, filling that void, that role. Santi Aldama. Santi, Santi's going to be good. He's going to be big for the bigs, but the wing position where Dylan is gone and it's now with Steven Adams gone. So Santi and and those wings are going to be a key into them, you know, keeping them at 500 or above float or keeping them above water until – 
at least Ja comes back. Yeah, uh, we'll keep track of all that. That's going to be uh, quite interesting how things develop over there. Uh, when we come back on Inside the Green Room, we'll check in with the Windy City. I can't believe what I read about the Chicago Bulls after their season opening loss at home to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And we'll chime in on the East-West new alignment of the All-Star Game. Be right back. All right, we're coming to the end of the show. And just a reminder for you guys, you can either catch new episodes of Inside the Green Room on either Wednesday or Thursday on all your podcast apps and YouTube. And make sure you follow us on Instagram as well at Inside Green Room. We're also on TikTok as well. We still have our uh, Twitter account at Green Room Inside. Uh, before we go home, all right, Danny, let me talk about uh, this thing that I saw in the Chicago locker room. So tonight uh, they took a loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And Billy Donovan uh, said this to the media after the game. Uh, when he walked into the Bulls locker room uh, on Wednesday night, players were already in heated conversations. He asked that they wanted him to leave to handle the conflict. Players said yes, so he did. Uh, Donovan emphasized that embracing conflict is key to this year's roster. Also emphasized that this wasn't a huge blow up, that they weren't screaming at each other. And the players somewhat echoed that in the postgame. But frustration was clear. Uh, this is according to a report uh, from Julia Poe. Zach Levine criticized the second half response saying, I don't think we played with enough heart. Now, Danny, mm -hmm. it's game number one. What uh -huh. in the world is going on in Chicago to the point where there has to be heated conversations after a loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, to the point where Zach Levine said, we didn't play with any heart. Like that's that's like game 50-ish type of talk, game 60-ish kind of talk. This is game number one. Mind you, this was game number one at home, a home opener. What's going on in Chicago, bro? Man, uh... Billy Donovan, old school guy, love him. New Yorker, Long Island guy. I, I think he is Saint correct. Doms. When he, Saint yeah, Dominic's, right? Yeah, very correct on how he handled it and what is key, not just for this roster, for any roster. You know, you especially when it's a roster of guys that you've had previous years. They Most of those guys have been together the year before. This is obviously something brewing. This is something that has been brewing for some years or from last year. A lot of times you just got to let it hash out. You know, Pat Bev is a, is a guy, a new guy in Philly. I'm a new guy here, kind of, sort of, but I already know the team that was here, certain things that they discuss, certain ways they just debate. You got to let them hash it out. We can't just jump in and try to, you know, figure out, you know, let them do what they're supposed to do. And I think they – and it could be healthy. It's healthy banter, healthy uh, conversation, and it may seem like it's arguments. Uh, but I don't know what the enough heart situation is with Zach, yeah, but I wild. think a lot of it leads to – a confusing offseason. They don't know if they're making moves. They don't know if they're being traded. Who's being traded? The talks of this, talks of that. They don't know where they stand. A lot of that can build tension between mm. stars, between role players. And then that tension can lead to stuff that was brewing last year. And then, of course, to questioning other people's competitive play. Uh, so I think that's pretty much what it was. I didn't watch the game. I didn't get a chance to see it. I can't question their heart, so I don't know. Um, but... You know, they do have some vets over there. They have some guys that have been doing it for some years. Um, you know, 
Can't take it for granted. You know, every every game, any game could be your last. And I think Zach is probably trying to point that out to some guys. You know, we came in like it was last year and we have the same, we're just going to beat everybody because we have the same group together. And we just thought we're going to win because we're at home. That could have been the message he was trying to portray. um, And maybe he said it differently. Um, But I don't know. I said, I wasn't in the locker room. I don't know how Zach meant it. But, you know, when you're questioning certain things, I can only think that it's something that's brewing from the confusion of the summertime and from last year's performance at the end of the year where they were disappointed at how things ended. Yeah, I, I do not envy Chicago Bulls fans right now because it feels like they're in a state of purgatory. Uh, DeMar DeRozan will be a free agent after this season, so you already know what that means in terms of trade rumors. Uh, Zach Levine's name has been in trade rumors. You have a guy like Patrick Williams, who also uh, is going into potential restricted free agency, so uh, he's going to want to perform at a certain type of level. And then you have that glut at the point guard position, which also includes... Lonzo Ball, who isn't playing, but wants to come back. And obviously they were at a high level when he was healthy. So it's a lot of confusing things. Uh, I, again, I do not envy their front office and I do not envy a Chicago Bull fan. I don't know how they necessarily move forward with this roster. There's a lot of questions for a team that hasn't had a lot of success in the recent years. All right, before we get out of here, uh, Adam Silver, uh, I think it was announced on Wednesday that the All-Star game, which is in Indianapolis this year, uh, said that the game will go back to the East versus West. And, Danny, I saw the news, and frankly, I didn't care because I don't <laughs> think going to East to West uh, is going to do anything to change the competitive level of the game. I don't think any All-Star says, I'm going to ball out harder because I'm playing for the East. Or I'm going to make sure I die for this loose ball because I'm playing for the West. I think the only solution to ensure that these players play at a competitive level are actually have two. Number one, make it USA versus the world. There are more than enough international players now where they would give USA a good run for their money if all compiled together. Imagine a mm-hmm. team of uh, Jokic, uh, Giannis, and Luka, and Shea Gilgis Alexander. And you could keep and and maybe a Joel Embiid, uh, maybe if Pascal Siakam is an All Star, you could put together a real dope roster of world players going against Team USA, and I think that would make for a fascinating, fascinating All Star game. And I also think what you could do as well, Danny, and because three on three basketball is now it, because it's an Olympic sport, I think you just say, hey, first half of the game is five on five, second half of the game. We're rotating three-on-threes, and then by the end of the game, it's one-on-ones, and you keep it rotating. <laughs> I think that would make it fun. I think it would make it competitive, and I also think guys wouldn't be worried about potential injuries because it's still in an exhibition type of format, and you don't have to go all out. You don't have to be on there on the court for a very long period of time. So either you give me USA versus the world or what I would really like, five-on-five first half, three-on-three third, three-on-three third quarter, one-on-one fourth quarter. Oh, that would be the dream. I doubt it happens because you know what, Danny? Your yeah, counterpoints in the league, counterparts in the league don't want the smoke. They don't no. want to play one-on-one on national TV. No, they, they, don't do. Do they don't mind it. A lot of guys like to play one-on-one, but I think you Not on national TV. I like the Not on national I like, TV. I like the world versus USA. I'm all for that. I still don't think it changes much of guys' competitive nature. They're still going to go out there and not want to get hurt. The only way to change that is different types of incentives you know 
figure out, are you going to send some sort of amount of points, rebounds, this, that, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Minutes played, that type of deal. I do like integrating, like, you know how I think in the G League or other leagues they integrate, like, when there's a foul, it's like a five-on-four situation, you know, something where the guy runs this, the other guy trailing the play, running the play, you get a free play or something like that when it's like five-on-three. Uh, I think there's a way you can integrate that, but also I think there's a way you can integrate one-on-one when it happens to be like a foul or like a, a certain situation where you can integrate a one-on-one. It's like, all right, uh, if there's a jump ball situation, I don't know. You find a way to integrate the one-on-one in terms of the game instead of by quarter. Start off with five-on-five. Yeah. I don't know about the three-on-three. You could do three-on-three when it's like, I don't know, a tie game in the first quarter or you know, you know something like that where there's some type yeah. of – situation where it's like, all right, we got to figure out how to do this. We're going to have one-on-one for this yeah, game. We're going to have one-on-one they, for yeah, this. There's a, it's a three-point margin at the end of the fr- at the end of the first quarter. Y'all play three-on-three three for three minutes. It's, I don't, I don't yeah. know. Figure you it know, out. Like in China, yeah, exactly. You know, China has a switches are worth eight points or something. You know what I'm saying? Like certain shit. You know, saying you do that, but you can go, uh, oh, this situation, this resolves a three-on-three. This resolve, this deserves a one-on-one. You know, this, this needs to be resolved by having this type of play. Um, or you said integrating that that three on two full court drill press type situation make it fun, you know guys like that type of shit. When it's like, all right, we're going, we got five on three, and then two guys trailing, running the play, trying to play defense. I think that'll make it more exciting, and you'll get some actual live play and some guys dunking the ball and having fun without getting injured. Yeah. So one way or another, we got to fix it because what I watched last year was a travesty, yeah. and I'm in, I'm 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 still mad I watched it. I could have been somewhere on an island somewhere chilling. Said I, sure. my ass was on the couch. But the only way wasting to, time to, is, is incentives with individual stuff because even the world versus USA, I still got guys are still going to dog it till the fourth quarter till it's time to, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, for sure. But, yeah. One way or another, we'll fit. We'll, we'll we'll figure it out and we'll 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 slip a little letter under Adam Silver's door. Uh, his office, and we'll make sure our voices are heard. Somebody's got to get this thing right, uh, rest assured. Uh, all right, Danny, looking forward to watching you play tomorrow as you make your debut against the Milwaukee Bucks. Best believe we'll be recapping that and your Need trip. Need all the luck I can get. Wish me luck. And your, yeah, and your trip to Toronto as well, which happens this weekend. I'm kind of sad I won't be there. So anybody who's listening to the pod uh, in Toronto, miss y'all. I should have made the trip. But I won't be able to make it. I'll be doing uh, some some festivities here in New York City. The weather is supposed to be great. I got my Halloween outfit all set, Danny. Uh, okay. It should be a fun weekend. For sure. I know what I got to that as well. No, I'd rather see got? it. I don't. I don't want to. I want to see. I don't want to. I'm not the. I'm not the person like to tell me. I can't me. even I, get I your see. opinion on it. Uh, that's so it's different. If you ask my opinion, now if you just tell me what you're gonna be. It's like I'd rather just show up and see because it's more. It's funnier that way. It's more. You ain't, of a gonna, surprise. See, you ain't gonna see me. You're gonna be in Toronto. Well, you're about to ask the whole world and tell the whole world what you're I don't about care to ask the world before knows, they bro. see it. It's just me and you. I'm just nah, talking on man, TV like it's just me and you. It's so much better. What song is when, that? I know the song, but, but I'm just talking on TV like it's you and me. Yeah, I know the song. What song is I'm that? Trying to think. I'm trying to think. The it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's not yay. Is it Kanye? It is Kanye, yeah. It's Kanye. It's, once I uh, get my money, right? Yes. Kanye, yes. Once I get my money. Yes. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. 
Uh, we'll talk about right, it well, off air, but we don't need the world. It's funnier. It's better when you surprise the world with what you're going to be instead of telling right. about it or asking them about we'll, it. We'll save the pictures for next week. Uh, hope you guys have a fun weekend and enjoy your first weekend of NBA basketball. We'll be back next week with more Inside the Green Room. Cheers.